Hey yo! Today in some roundabout way, I'm not even sure that I'm remembering how we ended up getting here, but um, breaking down just a little bit more of the range parenting that we practice. Um, and this whole idea of people being put in positions to continue finding a way to rise to the top, to find and make friends and be good humans and how we do that and why we chose the strategy that we did. I, don't, I think it was just from this experience, my experience coaching and watching, getting to watch firsthand what happens to kids who who are sort of pushed to live out this one specific thing and the tragedy that ensues after that ending, not only from a parent perspective, um, but from an athlete perspective. And, you know, not only do you not have an identity outside of that, you also sort of lose this really strong connection piece with your parent if your parent has never embraced, acknowledged, or encouraged anything but that. Um, not that we don't want to push you to go after your dreams if this is what you want, but that's what we want to make sure. That it's something that they are wanting, not something that they are wanting because they know that you want it as a parent. and. That is like a crazy balance, but I saw so many kids just become so broken from that experience um, that I didn't want to be putting my own kids through that. And so we shifted, um, we shifted perspective and approach and this range approach to really push our kids to experiment with a lot of things and to not always have to be the star of everything, to not have to play the standout role, to be okay finding a way to rise to where they can contribute and playing on teams where they just contribute and some teams and some things where they are the star and the lead. But not in every environment, not in every um, space, are they experiencing that? And that's good. They don't have to be the standout. They have to find where they fit in every team. And we believe in continuing to push them into a little more advanced situations to see them grow through that experience. And that, that means... When they're younger, they might not be the lead. They might not find their role as that. And they have to play that role too. And as they grow, they can find their voice as a leader. And it's just, it's an interesting approach. Um, I don't know. You know, it's the ultimate test. You never really know if you're successful. And um, I think success in parenting for us looks like our kids being kind and considerate and uh, approachable and, you know, not so 
stringent, like they're flexible and they're free flowing and people love being around them. And that's most important to us. If, if they get a million trophies and they didn't come out that way, the trophies wouldn't matter. Right. And so win, lose, or draw, so long as they continue being those types of individuals, um, we will feel like we have won. And that feels really good. So I don't know how we got on that topic. Obviously, it's a topic that I could talk a lot about um, and I enjoy thinking about because it's a this change in how we parent really came with this shift in perspective and our own experiences sort of dealing with our demons. So let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams and finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes and rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life it's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right how do i feel my way back there and I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of Dream podcast, where we do dreams. I'm your host, Anna Nuss, and let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is the practice of celebrating ourselves because, hmm, my guess is, we don't do it enough. That's just a guess. But I don't know. Does your self talk? 100% support, embrace, and enforce who you know you can be in this life? I don't think so. Not all the time. And it takes a lot to shift it. So this is your daily homework to shift that energy, to have a strong place to come back to if you ever feel lost in that work. This is it. Uh, so my great thing is... Um, last week was really strong in that I saw this huge shift in energy, in accomplishment, in focus and delivery. And that really came from moving my body consistently in a way that is challenging and eating better. 
And I wouldn't even say eating better. I would say eating more. More. And here's what usually happens is I'll get flowing through my day. I don't have a plan for eating. I'll grab something really quick. Once I'm starving, it won't be something that'll sustain my brain or body. I haven't eaten all day. And so it's that one quick, my body, probably all of my reserves are going, thank you, food, and everybody gets like 1% of whatever I ate. So my muscles get 1%, my brain gets 1%, my blood gets 1%. Everybody just chews off a little bit. And because I'm not feeling my body in a consistent way, I'm really just depending on this 1%. And then by the time I get home and I'm ready to fall asleep almost, and I'm like winding my day down, I finally eat a full meal and... My body has basically starved all day long. The full meal satisfies me and gives my body more, but we're burning the most calories while we're sleeping. I think that's the statistic. Either way, we're burning a whole lot of calories while we're sleeping, and I'm probably back at negative by the time that I wake up, just to wake up and repeat it all again, and it's not enough. There's no protein in anything that I'm eating. So even that 1% is is nothing to help my body grow, to help my mind focus. And so I'm just working off of a completely depleted body. There's nothing here. And so working on that, last week definitely did a better job of making a plan. Now this week going into sort of what will be madness for the next eight weeks of literally events every single night, every single weekend, which is not abnormal for anyone at the state of life that I am in. But it's kind of like, geez, we haven't even started with two kiddos in stuff yet. And we're already this busy. So, um, Working on getting a sustainable, livable plan in place seems like a crazy thing. Just need to find quicker options um, for nighttime. Hopefully have enough room to start prepping the week ahead. Um, Did not have that this week, but doesn't mean that we have to give up. We definitely have enough things that we can just have available to grab and make very quickly and get out the door. So still trying to find that balance, but definitely feeling more energy through the week last week and, and focus and most importantly, delivery. Now I did lose my pin, um, for my journal, my remarkable journal, which is an electronic journal that will change your life if you are keeping track of multiple things at once. And it seems like madness. It probably is. And it's all good. Um, And that notebook is great for anyone who takes a lot of notes. Now, if you aren't a note taker traditionally, then it's not going to help you take more notes. But if you are a note taker or a journal user or anything that is along those lines, it is super helpful. Um, But I would not 
I would not purchase it, hoping that it will inspire you to take more notes. Uh, I take terrible notes, but I take little reminders that I like to point out. And then when that topic comes back up, it's great for tracking my memory and bringing that back up. So, um, yeah, I love it for that reason. I can't say that it would be helpful to everyone, but it is really helpful for me, but it is not helpful when I don't have the pen that works with it. So going to need to do a little work to track that puppy down because that's where my five and five planner comes into play. And I've been just writing that out on a regular notebook, which is great to have that option, but obviously the preference is to have the real full thing. So working on finding that and helping to figure that out. So I will find that pen. I will. I already have. It's it's here. And I know that it is within my grasp somewhere um, within my office or my home. Now, the other thing that last week led to was cleaned up my office. And last week was um, one year, one year ago, I walked around the shop for the first time. And it is mind blowing to think about how far we have come in that amount of time with that space, with this vision, um, just really great and amazing things. And because I had to do a walk around <laughs> of the space for a flashback video, because it was like, I actually walked around and recorded a video of the entire space last year. And it was like this sad, dreary, fluorescent lit space that just wasn't a space that was congruent with what the vision was for this space. So I had walked around and I wanted to do that again, just to show what the ability to love life back into a space could look like. Like it doesn't have to look like what it originally did. We don't have to fit in these spaces and just make them work. We can create our visions wherever they are. All of these buildings on Main Streets have been reinvented a million times. And I loved being able to kind of strip back that space and bring it back to a little bit of its original charm. I mean, when we got in there, it was you know, these like drop ceilings and this unseen potential of that space and that ceiling, the original tin ceilings. Come on. We got to make that happen, right? We got to make that happen. Um, so yeah, that's my great thing. Getting into somewhat of a flow last week, feeling better broke a little bit this weekend just because it was like, whoa, that was a lot. That was a big weekend of growth. That was a lot of focus um, to do that. That was a lot of work. I forgot how much work making food is for every meal. 
And it's definitely something I've been giving myself time off of. And so by the end of the week, I was like, screw this making food thing. We're ordering or eating out. I can't do any more of it, but it's okay. We'll get back on track. Um, But it was too hard. It was freaking hard. Sorry, but it just was. And I can't really say anything else but that. It was hard. It was a um, full weekend. We had dance recitals and softball tournaments and um, just a lot. We got to meet new babies and we got to just do a lot of things. The kids ran their first lemonade stand. It was just adorable. And yeah, it was a lot. And I am excited to to have experienced such a high and then to today to have experienced sort of a low or fallout from making the choices that I did this weekend. I think I made the choices that had to be made. There wasn't a chance to run life the way that I wanted and it was okay. And now we can get back on track and continue choosing what we know worked best. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. And it's a constant flip-flop, isn't it? It's crazy how much changing your life takes consistent motion forward and this ability to love yourself to a better place. So this weekend when I so badly, like Friday night, I was like, I cannot come home from work and make another meal. Now, what I realized is by the time we got out and about, by the time we got to a place to eat, by the time we sat down, I could have made a meal And we could have gotten everything done. But instead, we went and grabbed something to eat. And then we we needed to go to the store. And then we, which we did need to go to the store. But we could have ate at home. It probably would have actually saved us time versus taking up time. And I just didn't have the mental energy to get it done. And what I could have done has been like, Hannah, you're a terrible person. All you could have done is just sat down, made a meal, sucked it up, like boo-hoo-hoo you little bitty baby, get this together. Like, you did such a great job this week, now you're just going to throw it away all weekend, really? And it was just kind of like, yeah. And you did a great job this week. And mentally, physically, calendarly, (laughs) this is just where you are. And it's okay. It does not mean that we throw away the rest of the week. It does not mean that we beat ourselves up into oblivion about how we did or didn't succeed with the things that we wanted to accomplish. I was feeling pretty proud that still Saturday we got up and moved and Sunday we got up and moved and we can get back in the saddle, right? This is not a win or lose scenario. This is life. This is the full expression of yourself over time. So to give yourself a win or loss based on 
anything really is crazy. Like, did we do better? Yes. Last week, it felt great. It felt so much better. It was a lot more work, but it was way better results comparatively. And so we know that that work is worth it. And even having that experience Friday night, it was just sort of like, you could have done it. You could have done it. Now, more needs to be in place to sort of set the record straight and fix life in this way. But it's not all, it's not all like that. It's not, it doesn't just happen. I think in order for us to buy into anything, a lot of time we have to have that moment of success. Like I definitely through the week felt just way better, way better. And it was only the first week. And then through the weekend, it was like this lethargic kind of sleepiness setting back in. Well, guess what? Literally the difference. Food changes and not moving my body in a way that was challenging. That's it, folks. That's it. There was nothing else. There was no other change. So it's okay. We are not in this space to beat ourselves back to behaving, for goodness sakes. It's like, that was a weekend. It was, it was a hectic, crazy weekend. Like, I will tell you, I, I have done dance recital before. And my kids have been in multiple dances before, which means you're in, you're out, you're watching, you're preparing. And yet I did not bring someone in to prepare my children so that I could just comfortably watch recital. And I need to do that next year for sure. Um, cause I love these kids dancing. I think it is like life goals for me. I wish that I had tried more things that put me on a stage than I got to. Um, you know, I think Dance was just seen as one of the more expensive activities. So it was always something that we got to do maybe for one year. And then it was just like, okay, get her into Parks and Rec stuff because we can't we can't build that dream. Like we we didn't come from that kind of dance money. So let's just and I mean comparatively, when I went through dance. I don't know if we just couldn't afford the tutu or we couldn't, but like, or I didn't wear, I don't know. But I just, I remember seeing pictures of all these cute little dancers with their tutus. And I'm just in my black leotard and white tights, still just loving it, loving the whole experience, smiling. I'm certain I can't ever remember dancing on a stage, but I have seen pictures and it's just, it's something I wish I would have been able to continue pursuing. 
And I don't think that's any fault of anyone. I'm certain that having four kids (laughs) in a rural Iowa community on a teacher salary was not easy. And I feel grateful that I even got to do dance one year because I know that I enjoyed it. And I saw that same thing in both of my girls this weekend and see it every time. I mean, it's crazy to me how much they just naturally gravitate towards dance. It's a little weird. Um, If I would tell them that they could go work out, that would be what they do for their workout. They would choreograph their own dance number and work on that together. And it's pretty fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to experience. Um, And, you know, that's what I think we need to pay more attention to, even in our own lives. What are the things that we just naturally enjoy and gravitate like if we got to choose you know if if I got to choose in what I wanted to do and I did these are the things I've always gravitated towards building people up to know how great they are always something that I have done I did it on all of my teams. I was always in my coaches' offices trying to figure out how to make this team work, how to make us better, how to um, help make the other kids believe that they could do it. And that was just something even on my teams through work and other opportunities. That was always something that I, I wanted to know. How do we make everyone better? How do we do that work? And the other thing that I always just gravitated towards was um, entrepreneurship. I don't know, you know, businesses and thinking through how to do that business, how to build that business, how to, again, make it better. How do we do that? And I was always doing that, you know, in every corporate job that I held and on every team that I was on, just how do we make it even better? How do we keep improving? How do we keep pushing the bar and get better every year every time out, how do we do that? And, you know, to my kids, they have similar tendencies and they're always trying to come back and reimagine the the business that they dreamt up or the art that they're going to sell or the lemonade stand that they want to come back and do again. It's it's really cool to watch. And so fostering that and giving them more opportunities to shine. They definitely have some star power. And I believe my husband has and always had this star power, this ability to just pull eyes and attention. And, um, and I think I think 
I had that. I don't know that I was always pulling attention for the right reason. Um, I think I was a little bit of a egomaniac through high school and probably a little bit of college. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's all of us as we grow and learn um, who we want to be and how we want to present ourselves to the world. Um, it's important that we continue seeing that in our lives and in how we structure um, growth and development. And after we lose that, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. And so I want to continue looking for these things in my children and I'm amazed how much it's, it is dance for them. I mean, I think they know that that's probably the wrong answer, <laughs> that they are not supposed to love dance, but they just do. They just do. They really naturally just do. And it's, it's an amazing thing. And it's not something that even five years ago, I would have been like, Ooh, I'm going to be a dance mom. Yay. Um, cause that was not sort of the ego chasing goal that I had for my kids. I wanted them to live out the dreams that I didn't live out. Right. That's everybody's goal. See them get the things that I fell short of. And so dance would have been the opposite, right? Like that's not an athlete. That's not a direction I should be pushing my kids, but that's the thing. We shouldn't be pushing them at all. They should be pushing us. This is what I say I want. And I, as your parent, am working to find what those things are that naturally light you up? What are those things that you naturally gravitate towards? What are those things that you never have to be prompted to do? And then let you explore that to the fullest extent possible for as long as possible. And to continue to push stress and explore everything. We are range parents in that it's more important for you to try many things than to be the best at any one thing. And our job, we believe, as these range parents, <laughs> is to create an environment where you're constantly being pushed and challenged and you're not the best at any given thing, right? Like you should always be moving up and moving forward and being in opportunities where you maybe aren't the best and opportunities where maybe you did get to stand out for a year and you got to lead, but always finding opportunities for you to lead and push and find your way to the top, regardless of where you started. You should always be sort of at the top of the pile 
by the end of any given experience. And it's okay if you aren't. This may not be your standout anything, right? But we should always be working for that experience, whatever that may look like. I don't know. That's just, that's our style of parenting. That's not that it's right. I constantly think about that. Oh my gosh, we could be ruining our child by not pushing them to do one thing. But I had a lot of experience with kids that were pushed to do one thing for a very long time. And it was tragic when that one thing didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to. And they lost relationships with their parents. They lost, they lost everything all in one fell swoop. Or they spent the rest of their life trying to get it back when that was never going to happen. And it was never something that was meant for them, which is why we stress the importance of range the way that we do. That's just based on our experience. That's not based on it being right or wrong. That's just it. That's our experience. And and that's how we're going to put our kids through this world. The test and the hypothesis could come up completely wrong. We could be wrong at the end of all of it. But I would say raising kind and caring individuals who have this ability to make friends anywhere, to um, navigate the world independently, like those are more important things to me than them getting 12 gold medals at the next showcase that they're in or fill in the blank. Like those qualities. And yes, you have to experience other things in order to become that kind of person. But that's why like us not being in stuff every single weekend allows us to go travel, allows us to go explore the world a little bit, which then forces our children to experience new people, new cultures, new experiences, new everything. And when we're living in this little bubble and only experiencing the world with this specific group of people, this one team or this one thing, like we lose track of what's important. We do. Our family. That's not everybody's family and that's not what's important to everyone. But I know for us, that's what we want. We live in a very small, safe bubble. And so if we're going to continue pushing our kiddos and helping them to explore and expand, then we have to create opportunities that allow for that, right? We have to push for that because that is not something that's going to happen when they walk out the front door. And, you know, experiences and culture are part of range training as well. And so most importantly, can my kids go to an unknown space, an unknown environment and make friends with anyone? Are they willing to? And I would say, yeah, more willing than most kids. 
Not that they aren't shy sometimes, but yeah, they can do that. And I think it all comes from this experience of having new teams, not fearing something different, continuing to push forward in new experiences and opportunities of leadership and backstage and downstage, right? Like not always pushing for them to be the star, always pushing for them to rise from wherever they start. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world. <laughs>